Hi, my name's Katie. I'm a certified life coach, mother of four, prince, lover, and seeker of joy. Every week, I'm going to give you tools, tips, and tricks to create joy in your everyday life. Based typically on the law of assumption, but we go through other ways as well. So if you want to experience joy in your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday life, come on, let's go. Hello, beloved. (laughs) How are you doing, beloved? It's been like forever since we kicked it last, right? Forever. It's been like at least a damn month. I know I dropped in a little, uh, can you feel it, Jimmy Jam for you, because I was feeling fly as fuck that day, and I wanted to share the love, but I haven't really talked about a topic forever, so I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to just chit-chat with you and hang out. We haven't kicked it, so I'd already recorded this shit uh, once, and it didn't save, so we get to do it again. If at first you don't succeed, right? (laughs) Anywho, so I was like, this is the perfect time. My kids are either watching anime or at my mom's. There's no fighting, so let's get it poppin'. So what have you been up to? It's a new year, new us, right? Everybody's pulling out all the resolutions, all the resolutions of all the things they want to fix about themselves. Do you guys have resolutions that you're trying to accomplish or are you not a resolution maker? I'm not a resolution maker. I'm like, fuck that shit. There's nothing about me to fix. Doesn't mean I don't want to grow, but I don't need to fix anything because I just get to discover and learn about me and what I like. So I focus more on feelings that I want to create. And last year, I think my feeling or word that I focused on was focus. And so I wanted to do things that brought me more into the present. Uh, Meditation was huge. I'm a meditation junkie now. I mean, I used to meditate, you know, every other day or every few days or whenever I felt stressed or some shit like that. But now I meditate every day. So that was my, you know, purpose last year or my resolve, I guess, if you want to pick a resolution is to, you know, just get more in touch with meditation and not because I needed to change anything about me. I just wanted to, I was curious. I wanted to see how it felt, you know, especially after you hear Abraham talking about when, you know, Esther and Jerry or Esther, when her first meditation experience, I was like, uh, I'm going to feel that shit where I'm feel like I'm floating. So I have not been channeling no entities, but uh, meditation is the bomb. But if you're already a meditator, you already knew that. And if you haven't, you got to give it a try, a consistent try. Like I always say, Calm app is my jam. I've done Headspace. I do an Abide app, which is more for Christian uh, followers, if you want. All the things, all the feels, all the things. I just, I'm addicted to meditation. It's my jam. So, but that was my last year was because I wanted to focus on focus and I'm all over the place, as you'll tell sometimes when I talk. So I just needed to bring it in a little bit more. And that really helped me. Helped me be more succinct with myself and others. So 
I liked that. And this year, I think my word is going to be alignment. Because now that I've got the meditation down and I've been visiting with myself, I guess you'd say, and building a strong foundational friendship with me, I want to bring me more into balance. And just like any relationship, if I was going to, you know, meet a man and start dating on him and getting to know him, he'd be my priority and what he liked and things like that so that we could be in alignment, I guess you would say with each other. So that's what I'm doing with me. I'm going to focus on alignment. So this year, a way that I will express alignment probably is to get more into yoga because yoga is something I do. But again, it was like me with meditation last year and I didn't do it every day. I don't do it every day. So that's going to be my focus. So whew. now I, when I, when we talk about resolutions, well, let's get onto the, the card that we do first. Cause I think that pulls into it. I already pulled it today and it was perfect because it already talks about what I got to just talk to you about and uh, what I'm going to talk about today. So let's get into, now remember these are soul truth, sorry, self-awareness, self-card deck. I get a little rambly bambly. Soul truth, self-awareness card deck by Brianne Hovey. Daily questions that will transform your life. Even though you got you and I haven't, you know, you guys and I haven't been kicking it. I still do these soul truth cards once a week. It gives me perspective on me and I like it. So there's that. Okay. So the card I drew was what are the dominant emotions that run my life? Think about that for a minute. Let's see here. Dominant emotions that run my life. Uh, how do you fill your day? Stress or joy? Trust or anger, anxiety or peace. Let's pause for a sec. How do you feel in your day? It says, how do you feel, F-I-L-L, -L, your day? But I'm saying, how do you feel, F-E-E-L, in your day? What's your predominant emotion throughout the week? I would say that uh, it's getting to be more uh, calm delight for me. But previously, anxiety like a mofo. And I mean, that's what led me to even create this podcast is like a girl had some serious fucking anxiety, dude. I remember having anxiety so bad at one time in my life that I could not even go to the convenience store or to the grocery store or things like that because I was so like, I, it's the only way to describe it now is selfish, <laughs> you know, but back then it didn't feel that way. I, if I could have done anything to fix it, you know, I would have done almost anything because I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But uh, anxiety was my predominant emotion. And uh, that's why I do this now to help people with that. But what would you say your predominant emotion is? Trust, anger, joy, indifference. <laughs> is meh in emotion. I think I feel a lot of meh sometimes or annoyance maybe because my kids are getting older and they're more headstrong and they're trying to assert themselves. And that's not always, you know, I'm not always feeling that. <laughs> so, okay. So we have, I'm continuing with the card now. We have only today, right now, the journey, no goal, 
No destination will bring us the feeling we seek. But when we begin feeling every day, feeling, feeling, F-I-L-L-I-N-G, it says, every day with that which we value most, we will attract more of it. And this is fulfillment. Okay. So then it says today's soul action. You know that verb. Lean into what you want to feel and adjust your life, your values, and your expectations to match your desires. What do you want to feel? Are you willing to let go of the belief that you have to achieve something to feel it? I love that ending part. Are you willing to let go of the belief that you have to achieve something to feel it? And like I said, that ties right back into that New Year's resolution shit because people think, let's use weight as an example. Uh, if I lose weight, then I'll get to feel pretty, desirable, happy, healthy, whole, complete, beautiful, whatever your little I make that mean. If I'm skinny, then that means X. Whatever you make that mean. You think that if you change your external, then you will feel better on the internal. <laughs> that's not the way it works, beloved. So that's why I always say go for a feeling versus a goal in the year. Because a feeling, I can do little things. If I want to feel alignment, I can do little things in this moment to feel alignment. If I want to lose 60 pounds, well, I can't do shit to lose 60 pounds today. But I can do something today to feel in alignment. Or let's say your goal is to lose that 60 pounds. I want to lose 60 pounds. How do I think I will feel when I have that? Hmm. If I lost 60 pounds, I think I would feel lighter, freer. Well, what can I do today to create a feeling of lightness or freedom for me? So maybe that would be going to the canyon and because uh, I like the mountains. So maybe going tubing like a kid, you know, having fun. That's what I'm talking about. We need to be looking for internal fixes instead of external Nothing external ever fucking fixed us. It's an illusion. Only the internal. And let me give you an example of that right now. Because, <coughs> sorry, I was thinking about that the other day. My daughter, she's such a sweetie pie. Mm, right now, maybe not so much. She's a teenager, but I still choose to think that she's sweet. <laughs> but she has a collage on her bedroom of me when I was younger. She went through all my photo albums and made this collage. I don't know why she did it. She's very artsy and that's her jam. Anyway, but so in this current reality that I've been, I can have the tendency to look at my body and think, oh, I'm not like thin like I was when I was younger or I'm not this, I'm not that. And it's funny because when I go back to those pictures of myself when I was younger, do you think I thought a bitch was skinny back then either? No. And I was probably a good toddler size smaller than I am now. <laughs> but a bitch did not feel any skinnier. And that just proves it was my thoughts. Nothing external changes the internal. It just doesn't work that way. So I love this card. What are the dominant emotions that run my life? You should journal on that. I know I'm going to later today. What are the dominant emotions that run my life? And then what's an emotion I want to feel and how can I cultivate that shit today? And when you do, I like I said earlier, there's nothing for you to fix. You're a beautiful human being. You're only on this planet to learn and grow. So it's not a big deal. 
you know, you don't have to make it deep. It's just a journey. I, it's like when we go uh, into our closet, say we had two shirts in different colors, you don't make it a big deal. Like I'm going to pick the red one or the black one. It's not a big deal. Or maybe we put the red one on, we didn't like how it looked. And so now we're going to try on the black one. It's not a big deal. We just changed our shirt. We can approach goals in life the same motherfucking way. I just put on a black shirt now. I wasn't feeling the red one. It's not a big deal. Anywho, so let's get on the topic today. We're going to do a little, you know, I always, uh, and I don't mean to do this. Maybe I do subconsciously. I don't give a fuck. But the topic today was please don't judge me. And when I think about that, I always think Chris Brown, you know, I don't want to go there. <laughs> because that's how we are when we're like, that's a big thing. I hear that a lot. Bitch, don't judge me. And it's said facetiously, jokingly, but sometimes we mean it. I've even been guilty of saying that. Like, bitch, don't get at me. Don't judge me. Who are you to judge me? And that's okay, you know, but it really isn't others that we're worried about. Truth. I mean, have you ever said this? Have you ever said, don't judge me? Who are you to judge me? Who are you to judge me? I get, I see that, I mean, a lot in today's climate of the world. People, all ethnicities, all sexualities, all uh, genders now, I suppose. That's what they're all just telling people. Don't judge me. Don't you dare have a thought about me. Well, the truth is, is we're basically saying, you know, like I just said, don't have a thought about me. But the reason we're saying don't have a thought about me is because I have that same thought about me and it hurts to think it. So when you say it, I think it again. Is that true? Yeah, I think it pretty much is. Even back like, have you think back to sometimes somebody said something offensive to you? Like, you're not cute or you're this or you're that. Typically, the reason it hurts so fucking bad is because you thought that about yourself, too, and they just matched what you thought, right? Because, like, if somebody were to come up to me and talk to me, and let's say, let's say they told me, you're a short, squatty bitch, I'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'd be like, whatever, I wouldn't even pay it no mind. I'd probably just laugh like I did and walk off. Like this person must either they're not talking to me because they haven't seen me because I'm not short or squatty or they're kind of delusional. And either way, that still doesn't apply to me. So on to the next. So you see, when we ask people not to judge us, what we're really judging is ourselves. And then we get mad at the other person when we should be looking at ourselves, you know, what people say only has the power that we assign to it, right? I know that sounds trite and cliche, but it's so true. For example, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, big one, let's say with the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, people be calling. I just turned it off. Sorry, y'all. It's like on a do not disturb moment. 
anyway, so, and I'm not editing that. We all know how I am. You don't get me edited in real life. We're talking shit like girl talk here. We're talking shit without editing. So anyway, back to what I was saying. An example right now is the N-word. I'll use that as an example for um, what they say only has the power you give it. Now, a girl probably would have lost her ever loving mind if someone said that in the past. My husband still gets livid fucking pissed if somebody uses that word. He even hates it like in rap music when they drop the R. They they call hard R, right? He does not like that. And to me, it has no more power, I guess you would say. That word has absolutely no more power to me. Because when people say it, to me, it makes me feel sad for the user of the word when I hear it now. It says way more about them and how they feel about themselves than it ever made me feel about myself. Because the reason somebody would use that word was, well, A, it's uh, they don't even know that it's wrong because they were raised to say that word, which is kind of sad that somebody would raise their kid with a perception of hate. You know, but we all get raised with beliefs that we don't know are, you know, illusions until we question them, right? And that's just another version. Another reason that word, you know, somebody could use that word is because they don't like themselves. And so they project that anger and that unworthiness that they feel about themselves onto somebody else. And so that also would make me sad. And Anger, what they say, is a secondary emotion. So even if somebody said it out of anger, the secondary emotion behind it is probably fear or sadness. So that makes me feel bad for them. Does it mean that we're going to be best friends and I'm going to kick it and I'm going to try to be like, kumbaya, why'd you say that word? Let's try to, you know, therapy resolve you. Fuck no. I'm getting the fuck away from that person. Um, But that's just because that's my choice. That's how I choose to walk through my life. Somebody who says that word and has no remorse for it, that doesn't serve me. Does it mean that I'm judging them? No. Just means that, mm, I see you, mental no, I'm going to kick it over here. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I wish you best on your journey, beloved. And I will plant a seed of love for you. And hopefully somebody comes along and waters that shit and it grows in your lifetime, you know? So back to the topic. And that just proves others' thoughts about you do not determine your life. Yours do. That was really a hard concept for me to understand. Other people's thoughts don't determine my life. Mine do. Because, I mean, think about it. We have to go to work. We have bosses. They have thoughts about us. We have clients. They have thoughts about us. Uh, We have to go out into the world and interact with others. So it is easy to come to the conclusion that other people's thoughts, you know, have an effect on our life. And we need people's approval to get through in life. And it doesn't feel good when people don't approve. And I put that in air quotes, if you could see me approve of us. But the real truth is, beloved, you don't know if somebody's approving of you. Anywho, you'll never know what the fuck's in somebody else's head. So somebody could tell you that they're approving of you and then be thinking shit about you in their head. You'd never know. Or somebody could be talking shit about you and think in their head, I really admire this person. I'm just building them, bringing them down because I really do have them on a pedestal and I don't want them above me. 
You know, you never really know what someone's thinking. So since you can't control that shit, all you can control is you. So you need to focus on your thoughts and what are you thinking of you? And the, like I back to what I said, the only reason someone's able to hurt your feelings is because you believe that about you too. Right? <laughs> so a little example of others thoughts about you do not determine your life. So this is me. I always joke this and I joke this at work and everything, but it's, you know, I mean it. I always tell everybody, you're not the boss of me unless I allow it. If you talk to my husband, he'd say the same fucking thing. She says it all the time. I tell people at work, all, all over the place, you're not the boss of me. Ever since I was two, you're not the boss of me unless I allow it. And I say it jokingly, and sometimes it offends, but oh well, that's the truth. It's true for me as well as it is true for you too. Nobody's the boss of you or your thoughts or your feelings or your actions or whatever the fuck unless you allow it. Did you hear me? I mean, you might have a boss at work, you might have a spouse, but they can tell you whatever all day. If somebody tells me to do something that I don't feel is in alignment with me at a job, boom, done with that job. If my husband tells me to do something that I don't feel that I want to do, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be compromise in a relationship or a marriage, you know, sometimes we're all going to do stuff that we don't want to do. But ultimately, even if I don't want to do it and I end up doing it, I still chose. I made that fucking choice. Right? So I'm still the boss of me. Right? Another example I would say about how other people's thoughts don't determine your life or their judgments of you is, well, we all know I'm a music fucking fanatic. And so I always got to bring it back to music. And I always think of my man, if you could see what I'm looking at right now, I have prints all over my wall. I am obsessed. I love him because he teaches me so many lessons and like Prince, Michael Jackson and music artists in general, because I feel that musicians are very uh, emotional. They're very in tune with their emotions and they can go on an upswing or a downswing. That's why they write such powerful songs because they wear their heart on their sleeve. But uh, it's interesting how they have fame. Everybody looking at them and all this prestige and how everybody's like, you're fucking awesome. But on the inside, they're insecure as fuck and they're suffering and no amount of love will even reach them because they don't even receive it. Right? Like look at Prince as an example. He got a record deal when he was 17 years old. Fucking awesome. He came out with all this awesome music, fought radio or excuse me, record labels was just a symbol for a hot minute so that he could have his own, you know, take back his own material that he wrote, went through all this, but on the inside, he didn't even like himself. He felt sad. He felt like he didn't belong. He felt like he was an outsider in the world. And that just breaks my heart to think that. And it's because no matter who loves on you or who hates on you, ultimately, 
It's your thoughts about you that determine the quality of your life, the quality of your life. Do you get that? It took me for fucking ever to see that shit, dude. Forever. Because I was in such a drug-induced haze from all the shame that I'd experienced younger. That at first, I didn't even give a fuck, dude. You know, I was just in shame. I didn't care who was talking about me because I already had enough shit I was saying about me. And then once I got out of that drug-induced fog you know, by the grace of God. And I do say the grace of God, because that's another story for another day. But once I got out of that fucking fog, I was left with all these emotions to deal with of you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not enough here. You're not enough there. You don't, you don't have, you don't, you're not, you know, all those you're not, you don't emotions. And without drugs and shit to buffer that, whoo, that was a long, that was a long, hard, deep road <laughs> to walk down. But everything happens for me, right? Everything fucking happens for me. And it was all to build me up. It was all to build me up. It was all to make me strong as fuck, dude. If I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have the resilience I have today. And what I have today is so valuable. It's worth more than platinum or gold. Nobody can take that fucking shit from me. And people can say whatever they want. And people can do whatever they want. But nobody can take that from me. I know my worth and I know my value. And it's not obviously 100% because I'm a human being on this planet. But it is so much fucking stronger than I ever thought was possible. Ever thought was possible. And it's only going to get stronger as I get older and older. And I might not ever, you know, achieve enlightenment. There's my little air quotes or perfection on this planet, but I sure the fuck am on my way. And nothing, nobody says will have that power over me again, especially me like that negative. Fuck that. Never again. Negative like that ever ever. While it's, I always say, while it's desired for you to like me, I do desire for people to like me. What kind of world would I live in? You know, love requires mutual respect. So I do desire for people to like me. But since I'll never know what they're really thinking about me, it isn't required for me to love my motherfucking self right? My thoughts about me create my life. My thoughts about me create my life. What I think about me shows up in my life. If I think I'm not worthy, guess how I feel? Shame or like shit. And what actions do I take when I feel shameful or shitty? I hide. I stay in bed. I might not take a shower or get dressed that day. I become a recluse. I binge on alcohol or eating. Those are the things I do when I feel shame or have thoughts of, I don't like me. But when I think, girl, you're fucking beautiful. You're so awesome. I love spending time with you. Let's just think the thought, I love spending time with you of yourself. How does that feel in your body? To me, 
that feels like buoyant, free, light. When I think of that thought and have those emotions, the actions I take, hmm, I might go take a bubble bath or I might go on a nice walk because I like to take walks in nature or just even around my neighborhood. It's relaxing for me. Or when I think I like spending time with me, I might go do a puzzle. I like puzzles. I might go do something that enhances that thought. And then through my thought-feeling combo, I manifest in the world evidence that I like me even more. After my walk, I'm like, ooh, that was lovely. I love spending time with you. And I manifest evidence that shows that. Where if I feel shame and my actions are binging and hiding, I'm going to manifest a result that shows evidence that I'm not enough. And that's how our thoughts change. Everything's a motherfucking thought. I don't give a shit what you're thinking. It in fact it impacts, excuse me, every aspect of your life. You're always thinking, always thinking. You're always, that's why when I hear law of attraction, you can manifest anything you want. Girl, you're already manifesting. Manifesting everything you fucking want. It's just like, what do you want though? Everybody's manifesting every fucking day. It's just, are you manifesting shame? Which you want because you're choosing it because I can't make you be happy. I can't. If I could choose for you, oh, I would. And I would have people choose for me back then if I could have had people choose for me. But you can't. You're the one who has to change your thoughts. And like I said earlier, your thoughts change your life. My thoughts about you don't change your life. Your thoughts about you change your life. Just like your thoughts about me don't change my life. My thoughts about me change my life. Well, I think we're going to put a pin in that shit today. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know if this will be as good as the one I recorded earlier. I know it's a lot shorter, but uh, I hope it helps you in some way. So... This week, beloved, what I want you to do is I just want you to focus on what are two dominant emotions that run your life that you notice quite frequently. And what are you believing about yourself that's causing those emotions, first of all? And just ponder that. Just sit with that shit. You, I don't want you to even change it. I just want you to be like, hmm, I wonder why that is. I wonder why... I always feel angry all the time. I wonder what thought generates that for me. Maybe I'm thinking they should be different. He should be different. She should be different. They should be different. I don't know. I just want you to ponder that shit. What emotions are running your life? And what thoughts are you thinking that are creating those? And then I also want you to just stop and look. And if anybody you perceive is judging you this week, I want you to stop and be like, how am I jumping in with them? How am I judging me that way? Because it wouldn't even hit hard if I didn't agree with them. All right, beloved. Have a beautiful, beautiful week, whatever you define that to be, baby. Thanks for kicking it with me. If you want, you can reach me by emailing me at katiethejoylady at gmail.com 
Or you can check out my website at www.joyisyourbirthright.com. There I always have four free intro sessions so we can pick at any limiting belief that you want and bring you some clarity so you can see what the power of coaching can do. So hit me up. Otherwise, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Peace out.